Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? You are listening to The Big Cruise Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 165 of the Big Cruise Podcast. Uh, my name is Baz, I'm one of your hosts and it's always, yes, a great pleasure to be with you each and every week. Whether you're listening for the first time, whether you've been with us since day one, we really do appreciate uh, you listening and also getting in touch. We've had a lot of you getting in touch over the last couple of weeks, we'll talk more about that in uh, in just a second. Now first of all, thank you to uh, David in Scotland and Gary in Sydney, the uh, unofficial photographers of the Big Cruise podcast and uh, great uh, listeners as well. Uh, thank you gents for sending in uh, more photos. Uh, David sent in some cracking images of the uh, PS Waverley um, in Scotland uh, that he recorded uh, a little time ago, um, but as we were talking about it uh, in the uh, couple of episodes ago, he kindly sent some photos that he took uh, whilst on the Clyde. And then Gary and Sydney sent in uh, some more photos this week. We're seeing more and more ships arriving in Sydney Harbour for what we call wave season, or our local uh, key season down here and this week we saw the arrival of Ovation of the Seas and Grand Princess and Gary very kindly sent in some images so thank you gents really appreciate it if you're listening elsewhere in the world and you've got some cracking images of ships in your local waters then uh, be sure to send them through or share them on socials uh, you'll find us on Facebook and Instagram where you can send them through to us via the website thebigcruisepodcast.com now, speaking of getting in touch via the, the website, um, a number of people have done so this week, and uh, thank you. Uh, first of all, Daryl in Alaska, uh, thank you for asking if we could catch up whilst you are in Sydney. You're heading down and doing four back-to-back cruises on Ovation of the Seas. Wow, impressive. Um, and wanted to sit and buy us a coffee and have a chat. I would have loved to, Daryl, but um, unfortunately I'm not in Sydney on those dates. Um, I will be in other places around Australia on those, unfortunately. Uh, so it won't work, but really appreciate you reaching out, and we'd love to hear what your thoughts are of Evasion of the Seas once you've uh, cruised on her locally uh, out of Sydney. Um, no better gateway to uh, to sail out of and into when uh, the scenery with the bridge and the... Uh, Opera House uh, really does make for a great sail in and sail out. 
Now, Brad also reached out this week, um, advising us of the uh, the end of the partnership between Ammo Waterways and APT, uh, which we, we are aware of. Uh, thanks for, for sharing it, Brad. Um, yes, well, it, what will happen is uh, APT will continue to use the Ammo Waterways vessels in 2024, but from 2025, APT will have built their own. Um, they're working on those now, and that will mean that uh, APT will run their own vessels. AMA, as a result, will also open up their own office down here in Australia. So uh, uh, for the first time, we'll see AMA operating as a standalone brand, not uh, the operator of the APT uh, charters, which we've seen uh, previously. So thanks for Brad. Uh, yeah, we were aware, but thank you for sharing once again. And just a reminder, folks, if you do want to get in touch, uh, do so via the website, thebigcruisepodcast.com. Click on Join the Show, which is up in the top right-hand corner, and uh, we will answer you in future episodes. Now, uh, Chris is currently away. He's on Royal Princess. We're going to hear from him in just a second. He kindly sent us a little bit of maritime history and a grab of his initial thoughts on board the ship. And then I'll be back uh, after Chris's uh, little uh, chat, and we will start talking all things cruise news. Enjoy the show. Well, thanks very much, Baz. And I'm standing here in the atrium on board the Royal Princess on the uh, top deck of the atrium. It's a three-deck tall atrium with twin spiral staircases that lead down to the lower level. Uh, a hub of the ship, as you can probably hear from the background noise, the uh, area is buzzing. And we are on uh, day three of our four-day seacation uh, to Tasmania from Sydney. Um, last uh, Last night we departed from Hobart, uh, having had a, a night at sea and have made our way to uh, Tasmania and then of course back on our way towards Sydney once again. The uh, ship is abuzz as I mentioned, it seems like it's at full capacity, there are heaps of people who have come away on this voyage to have a short break and enjoy the Princess Cruises experience. I'm here for the podcast as a guest of Princess Cruises and we uh, will be bringing you a special episode all about the Royal Princess experience as well as a YouTube video on my YouTube channel which will give us a full tour uh, of the ship and probably a few bonus videos as well including top five favorite things about this ship and also a little bit of a look at my favorite space on board which is already up on my channel uh, if you check out my latest short video um, I found the Skywalk, which is a remarkable cantilever glass-floored bridge that sticks out the side of the ship and allows you a fantastic view, something like 16 storeys down to the waterline. Um, if you're afraid of heights, it might not be for you, but uh, I found it uh, a very interesting and, and cool experience to have a walk along there. Now, unfortunately, I won't be able to share any cruise news with you this week, Baz, but I do have some... Uh, maritime history for the listeners and that is in relation to the name of this ship. So I'm just going to go somewhere a little bit quieter to be able to share with you some maritime history. Well hello again and a little bit of history for you about the Royal Princess. Now this is not the first ship to carry the name Royal Princess but it does have a connection with that first ship. This ship itself was first put into service back in 2013 so it's just celebrated its uh, 10th anniversary and it was christened by Her Royal Highness the Duchess of Cambridge who I, I believe now is uh, known also as Her Royal Highness uh, the Princess of Wales and that is of course Catherine Middleton and 
The ship itself was uh, given the royal princess name and christened at a gala ceremony in Southampton. Uh, if you go to the website of Andrew Sassoli Walker, who's a fantastic photographer, he actually took many of the photographs uh, of the ship when it was uh, being uh, christened and being named, and you can see some of those fantastic pictures uh, on his website there. But it has a connection with the first Royal Princess, which was put into service back in 1984. Now, the first Royal Princess was named by Her Royal Highness Princess Diana, the Princess of Wales. So there is already a connection between uh, Catherine Middleton and her um, marriage to, of course, uh, Prince William and uh, his mother, Princess Diana. But there's also some connections between these two ships because when Royal Princess was first put into service back in 1984, she was the first purpose-built ship for Princess Cruises that was a, a clean sheet design and it wasn't based on an acquisition or a merger. So of course the love boats, those famous ships, the Island Princess and Pacific Princess, they'd actually been acquired by Princess Cruises um, from another cruise line uh, and renamed in fact to their princess identities whereas Royal Princess was built specifically for Princess Cruises. Now, the first Royal Princess was unique in that she was the first large-scale cruise ship to have all outside accommodation, so balconies or uh, window uh, or porthole cabins, ocean view cabins, no inside cabins at all. And that made her stand out amongst the other uh, ships that were in operation at the time. She had that very distinctive um, accommodation for, for passengers on board. She was a very popular ship in the Princess Cruises fleet, was ultimately retired in the 2000s from Princess Cruises and sailed for a brief period uh, with P&O as the Artemis. And she remains in the service to this day but doesn't serve for Carnival Corporation anymore. In fact, she was unsold uh, and, uh, and now operates in the German market primarily. Uh, and uh, yet another name, but uh, her connection with the current Royal Princess can be seen uh, around the ship. Uh, I've just come back from a bridge tour as part of our experience here with Princess Cruises and the original Royal Princess's bell with the 1984 date stamp is on the bridge uh, of this ship. So a part of the ship lives on here with Princess Cruises uh, to this day. So a little bit of history there for you. This uh, ship itself was the first of the Royal class of cruise ships. Our guide today told us that there are six in the service now. Of course, the other one in the Australian market is the Majestic Princess, um, but uh, many of you uh, listening probably have traveled on Royal class cruise ships. There's also a seventh one that was built for P&O Cruises UK, sails to this day as the Britannia, very similar design. And uh, actually, I did do a video tour of Britannia if you want to check that out before I get around to publishing uh, this particular um, ship's tour, which you should see in the next week or so uh, on my YouTube channel. So really sorry I couldn't be there to join you for cruise news this week, Baz, but I hope that this little update from the ship um, is of interest to everybody, um, that you enjoyed the uh, little snippet of maritime history. I can't help myself. There has to be a connection somewhere on all of these trips, and it's amazing I always find how... Um, the history of the different cruise lines interconnect and how the uh, ships of the past can um, give sort of, uh, I guess, uh, a tribute to the ships of the future, such as finding the bell uh, on the bridge of Royal Princess today. So don't forget to listen out in the coming days for a full uh, experience of the 
Royal Princess uh, will be bringing you a special podcast episode that goes into what this cruise was like and I'm hoping to be able to find some other people on board to have a chat with as well so you can get a bit of a different perspective. That's all from me for today, so back to you, Baz. Thanks, Chris. Uh, can't wait to uh, to hear more about your experience on board Royal Princess, and uh, we look forward to that exclusive episode over the uh, the coming week. Now, uh, let's get into cruise news and uh, strap yourselves in, folks, because it's uh, me doing this solo, and it's always a, a bit of a ride. So we're going to kick off, first of all, with Celebrity Cruises. They have announced uh, their most ambitious season for 25 and 26, in fact, there's a number of cruise lines that have uh, announced their 25-26 uh, this season that really just dominate this week's news. So let's uh, so let's hear about Celebrity. Celebrity uh, will offer 800 sailings to over 290 destinations in 72 countries across seven continents on board, of course, the 16 award-winning ships of the fleet. Um, highlights of 25 and 26 include Celebrity XL, uh, spelled X-C-E-L, uh, the brand's newest Edge series ship will make her debut uh, with a seven-night sailing from Fort Lauderdale to the Caribbean. Uh, Celebrity Beyond will offer year-round sailings from Miami to the Caribbean. So we've got three new European ports to discover, uh, Bar in Montenegro, Trondheim in Norway, and Dujibivjorga in Iceland. I hope that's how you pronounce it. We've got four brand-new itineraries circumnavigating Iceland on board Celebrity Select and two new distinct immersive Asian itineraries. So in Europe, Celebrity Apex will return for her second season out of Southampton, offering more Arctic Circle and Norwegian Fjords itineraries. Celebrity Ascent will be in the Mediterranean, uh, offering sailings out of Barcelona and Rome with seven and eleven nights itineraries. Uh, joining in the Med will also be Celebrity Equinox, who uh, will be offering nine and ten night voyages to the Italian Riviera, Greek Islands, France, Spain, Portugal and more. And of course Celebrity Silhouette will also be there um, doing circumnavigations of Iceland in July and August with sailings out of Reykjavik. Now staying in Europe as well, we've got Celebrity Eclipse in Amsterdam doing 12 and 13 night Best of Scandinavia itineraries. Celebrity Infinity and Celebrity Constellation will be offering 7, 10 and 11 night itineraries around the Greek Isles and Croatia. And lastly, we've got Celebrity Infinity will offer year-round sailings in Europe with uh, sailings in winter in particular from Piraeus down to uh, Greece and the Holy Lands. Now the Caribbean, we've got four ships, all edge-class ships actually, Celebrity XL, Celebrity Beyond, Celebrity Ascent, and Celebrity Apex, all operating in the Caribbean for 25-26 season. Uh, we also see Celebrity Constellation sailing out of Tampa, Celebrity Silhouette and Celebrity Eclipse out of Fort Lauderdale. And Celebrity Reflection will be offering three and four night Caribbean sailings with trips to a perfect day at Coco Cay. Um, in Asia, we've got Celebrity Millennium and Celebrity Solstice. Uh, Millennium will be uh, featuring Japan. Solstice will be uh, sailing between uh, from Hong Kong and Singapore and uh, staying in places like Bangkok, Hanoi, Ho Chi Minh City, to name just a few. And then up in Alaska, we've got three ships. Celebrity Edge will be sailing from Seattle on round-trip itineraries. And Celebrity Solstice and Celebrity Summit will uh, sail between Vancouver and Seattle. Um, offering those one-way voyages as well. And of course, here in Australia, we're pleased to welcome back Celebrity Edge, uh, returning for uh, yet another season 
um, as we uh, offer Australia, New Zealand and the South Pacific itineraries. And lastly, Celebrity Equinox will be calling South America home with sailings out of Buenos Aires. Now, all of these sailings will be going on sale over various dates in the coming weeks. Europe will open up on the 16th of November, Alaska and Australia on the 28th of November. The Caribbean will be the 5th of December, with the exception of those short three and four night sailings, which will open up in February. South America, Bermuda and Iceland will be 5 December. And Asia will open just in time for Christmas on the 12th of December. Now, I told you there was a lot of announcements for uh, new itineraries and new uh, deployments. Uh, Seabourn is no different. They've just announced the 2026 World Cruise, which is a 129-day voyage on Seabourn Sojourn, visiting 63 destinations in 14 countries and is already open for sale. Now, this is departing Los Angeles on January the 6th, 2026, and uh, we'll see the voyage sail for 28,000 nautical miles, crossing the international dateline and the equator not once, but twice. Uh, the itinerary heads in a southerly direction from Los Angeles to Sydney, and then uh, does a circumnavigation of Australia and up into the Sapphire Sea, uh, including visits, uh, of course, to uh, Broome in the Kimberley and continuing on up into uh, Bali, uh, and then the continuation of that journey then sees the sailing of uh, Jade and Beyond between Hong Kong and Tokyo, and then we see the Golden Gardens and Glaciers, uh, Tokyo through to Vancouver. So uh, great benefits if you do book that full voyage early. Uh, it is already open for sale and once again departs in January of 2026 on Seabourn Sojourn. Now MSC have confirmed two new environmentally advanced ships. Uh, that's right, they have announced that they've partnered with uh, Chantiers de l'Antique, uh, the French shipbuilder for two liquefied natural gas-powered vessels. Um, we know that uh, MSC World Europa and MSC World America are already the most efficient ships in the industry. Uh, they will follow this uh, class of ship, and uh, we're just waiting on the sneaky announcement of what those ships will be named, which... Uh, I'm sure will be announced in no time whatsoever, but these ships are expected to be delivered, uh, currently known as World Class 3 and 4, delivered in 26 and 27. Another cruise line answering new itineraries. Uh, Carnival's opened up the 25-26 Australian deployment of both Carnival Splendor and Carnival Luminosa. So this deployment will see Carnival Splendor deployed from Sydney, uh, a long-time resident of Sydney, of course, uh, and very much loved ship. Uh, she will be offering sailings of 3 to 12 days uh, out to the Barrier Reef, Morton Island, Tasmania, Melbourne Cup cruises, Fiji, South Pacific and New Zealand, uh, carrying just a little over 3,000 guests. Uh, she's got all those places that uh, Carnival guests love, including Guy's Burger Joint, the Pizzeria del Capitano, the Alchemy Bar, to name just a few. And then cruising out of Brisbane, Luminosa is set to return once again, again proving very, very popular. She'll be cruising to places like Airlie Beach, uh, the Great Barrier Reef, uh, the South Pacific, including Fiji, Papua New Guinea, New Caledonia, Vanuatu, uh, to name just a few. We've got sailings of 3 to 11 days of duration. Uh, these sailings are all currently open for sale. And Luminosa, of course, is a little smaller um, than uh, Splendor. She's 2,260 guests. Um, she does have a lot of those key favourites that Carnival guests do like, uh, such as Fahrenheit 55 Steakhouse, the Red Frog Rum Bar, Piano Bar 88, and the Punchliner Comedy Club. Viking have announced a new ship on the Mekong. Uh, Viking have announced that uh, Viking 
Tonley, I think that's how you pronounce it, uh, is a been specifically designed for the Mekong River. She'll carry 80 guests and will be identical to her sisters, the Viking Saigon, which uh, debuted in 2022. Uh, this particular ship will sail between Kampong Cham in Cambodia and Muay To in Vietnam as part of Viking's popular 15-day Mag Mekong itinerary. Uh, she's scheduled to debut in October of 2025 and uh, dates are already open for sailings uh, onto 25 and now open into 2026. As I quickly mentioned, uh, Ton Viking Tonley will host 80 guests in 48 side staterooms. She does have that clean Scandinavian design, but she does have that little nod uh, to traditional French and Vietnamese traditions as well. Now, another cruise line announcing uh, more deployments is Princess. They've had a big announcement this week around the Australian 25-26 deployments and also the Australian World Cruise departure. Um, so let's uh, dig a little deeper. Um, Princess will be offering uh, departures from Sydney, Brisbane and Auckland on the World Cruise on Crown Princess. Uh, which will visit 48 destinations, 31 countries and 6 continents, over 35,000 nautical miles. She is the longest world cruise ever undertaken from Australia, uh, with Crown Princess carrying a little over 3,000 guests on this uh, round world cruise. Uh, now, if the full voyage isn't necessarily for you, uh, you can do smaller sectors from Sydney or Brisbane through to London, Sydney or Brisbane through to New York, London, uh, through to Sydney or Brisbane and New York through to Sydney and Brisbane and uh, that will be opening up for sale um, a little later this month and elite passengers do get a, a slight advantage on the opening of that. Now not only that do we have uh, a further deployment of uh, three ships across the Australian seasons uh, with Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, Perth, Adelaide and Hobart and Auckland and New Zealand all receiving uh, departure ports uh, across uh, the ships that are operating. Now, we will see the arrival of Discovery Princess for the first time. She's expected to debut here on the 6th of September. Um, she uh, carries a little over 3,600 guests. And what's interesting is that she will be here exactly 50 years to the day that Princess started cruising locally from our waters. So we'll see more around those celebrations. Of course, Sydney commenced in December of 1975. Meanwhile, Grand Princess, who is 2,600 guests, will be sailing predominantly out of Brisbane. Uh, she will be heading to Tasmania, Papua New Guinea, and New Zealand and the South Pacific. And, uh, of course, Crown Princess will also be deployed locally outside of the World Cruise as well. Now, I did have a little message from a celebrity this week. If you have left it a little bit late to organise your Christmas festivities, they do have a little bit of availability on the Australia-New Zealand seasoned Christmas cruise. Um which departs on the 21st of December. Great way. I always say celebrating Christmas at sea is the, the best way to do it. This will see you uh, departing Sydney, as I mentioned, 21 December, um, but you will be heading down to New Zealand fjords and then visiting uh, the various beautiful ports that New Zealand does have to offer. And they all offer something very, very different. But, of course, on board the ship, there'll be a gingerbread winter wonderland created by the culinary team. There'll be Christmas Eve culinary specials in the main dining room at Blue and Luminae, Christmas-themed buffets, and New Year's Eve and New Year's Day Ocean View Cafe culinary enhancements, seasonal gelato flavours and a gelateria, including peppermint and eggnog, and uh, entertainment will include crew and officers leading guest caroling in the grand foyer, tree decorating activities, Santa's Grotto, Christmas Parade, uh, 
sorry, Santa's Grotto and A Christmas Parade on Christmas Day, orchestra, holiday band features, and classic holiday movies on the Lawn Club. So, yeah, last-minute opportunity there, folks. Uh, just visit your local travel agent or jump online if uh, if you that's of interest. Uh, Celebrity Edge departing 21 December has a little bit of availability for you. And this last... Uh, Last little story that uh, came to us from Fred Olson is just beautiful. Um, a guest of Fred Olson has uh, celebrated 30 years of cruising, which includes 2,500 nights, 100 bookings, and 15 trips around the world. A former UK fish and chip shop owner who has been bitten by the travel pug first started sailing 30 years ago uh, with Fred Olson. Kevin Harrison, who is set to turn 75 on this current adventure to the Caribbean, took his first cruise with Fred Olson back in 1993 and has stuck with the company ever since. As I said, he's completed 100 cruises, including 15 around the world, and to mark his 2,500th night on board uh, on a trip to Madeira on Borealis, uh, Kevin was treated to a surprise party by dozens of Fred Olsen team members who he describes as his very, very good friends. This is also a little nice little nod. He also enjoyed dinner with Captain Romelo Pineda, who started his career as a deck boy on Black Prince in 1996 during Kevin's seventh cruise. Well, well done, Kevin. Uh, I'm glad you got the travel bug and I'm glad you've uh, found the cruise line that ticks all the boxes for you. And uh, if you're celebrating a couple of milestones... Uh, 30 years, 2,500 nights, or even close to that, uh, do get in touch and share your little story with us here at the Big Cruise Podcast. Now that's it, my friend, for the cruise news this week. It uh, actually wasn't that bad this time. Sometimes it can be a little bit rocky when it's just uh, just myself, uh, but lots and lots of new deployment there, so lots of opportunities to secure new cruises well and truly into the future and into 2026. And, uh, of course, there's always the last-minute opportunities too, like the one we talked about with Celebrity Edge there. Um, quick reminder, once again, if you do want to get in touch via the website, you can do so via thebigcruisepodcast.com. Click on Join the Show, or you can send us photos, images, questions, etc. via the socials. You'll find us very easily on Facebook and Instagram. And if you want to surprise me with a fact or fiction, you're best to do it so do it so with Chris via his uh, social media channels. He's mostly active on YouTube, or you can visit his website as well. Um, Chris will be back uh, with that uh, bonus episode as we talked about around Royal Princess. We'll then have be we'll then be back to a bit of normality as we uh, come back with a normal flow. And before we know it, it's going to be Christmas and uh, the the silly season will be up on us. But do check out Chris's YouTube channel for his latest videos, either the long ones or the the, the shorts. There's some uh, great content up there, and uh, I'm sure you'll like what you see. But folks, with that, have a great week. Bon voyage. Hello, it's me again. You didn't get rid of me that easily. I uh, just wanted to jump in. I've just finished editing this week's podcast and noticed that uh, the audio isn't as good as it should be. Uh, we used a different microphone setup this week and uh, it's obviously not been the best, so I'll uh, endeavour to make a few tweaks to that ahead of uh, next week's episode. I also just wanted to let you know as well, I completely forgot to mention the fact you can now send us a voicemail. So if you don't want to type a question, um, to us. You can just jump onto the website, uh, thebigcruisepodcast.com, look over to the right-hand side somewhere, and there's a grey button with a microphone that says send voicemail. You can send us a, a very short voicemail, a quick question, and we can uh, stitch that into the podcast and uh, answer those uh, questions for you. So do join the show, be a part of it. Let's, uh, let's hear from uh, as many of you as possible and uh, get you uh, involved in a future episode. But uh, for now, apologies for the audio this week, and I'll be back to you 
hopefully with better audio, same time next week. That's all for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Until next time, bon voyage. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.